first things first. <clears throat> we need to think of something that would make our first date special. Do you have any ideas? Oh, oh, okay. You mean like getting dressed up and going out and having drinks? Yeah, like that. That's what you're doing now, you idiots. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. This can't be our first date. Hmm? This isn't special, this is ordinary. Go! Go! What? Go! All right, all right, all right. Hey, we're still gonna catch a movie later, though, right? Yeah, I'll meet you there. Isn't that still a date? No, because we didn't have dinner first. And because we're not taking the same car. Hey, Joan, you want to get a bite first? Yeah. Oh, let's ride together. Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Today's episode is called Who's Your Daddy? I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And yes, today's episode was written by Tim Edwards. Original air date 11-22-2004. This is a pretty good episode. I like the dueling daddies. Mm -hmm. Just made that up on the spot. (laughs) Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. You made it. You made it to the new year. I want to wish everyone prosperity and healing and coin and all things positive Always energy. Coin. 2023. Oh, I mean, come, on. come on. Gosh, it was just 2020 like three yesterday, years ago. It feels like. It seems like just yesterday we were getting shut down, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It does. It does. Who would ever thunk that we'd be here? But yes, happy 2023, guys. Um, And I'm thanking you guys for being with us at the start of the year to give you the best in your favorite four ladies. Period. And us as well. We're a part of that crew, too. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get into this episode. Who's your daddy? Guess who's doing the cold open? Who? Me? Well, it's you. Ew. (laughs) Gang, gang. So... Lynn's parents, well, her her biological parents, the black one on her black side, right? The one that left her and took the money from the white people. But you got to distinguish because I have a distinction, right? It's because the mom ain't her mama. Yeah. The dad is her daddy, but the mom ain't her mama. So I just say the black parents because it's just too confusing to say biological parents. Yes. So just so yeah. I just call them the black parents. Black parents which remember Lynn is biracial so the the black daddy who took the money and who married another woman they're coming (laughs) to see Lynn they're coming to LA to see Lynn so that's what's going on with Lynn she's very excited she wants to plan a lot of activities with them and yeah she's ready to get to know her biological parents and his wife and on Tony's side Tony is ducking and dodging Todd's divorce lawyers because they keep calling her phone and they want to serve her these divorce papers and she is not with the shits. And I'm like, Tony, why don't you just get this shit over with? Like, this nigga want to divorce you when you pregnant and you all far along and you finna have his kid. Girl, if you don't sign them divorce papers and be on your way, like... Why do you think she's stalling on these divorce papers? Why? I don't know. I think it's like because you know when something happens, but it's not... It doesn't register in your brain that it's real until you do something to like, damn, this is real. 
Like, she doesn't want to face the reality that the divorce is actually happening. So yeah. she's trying to prolong it as much as she can. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's what I think is happening. Textbook. So she's she just signed the papers. Right, just sign the damn papers, girl. Like, what is this? He over there in um in in New York with that white bitch. God knows who else he's with over there. Uh, not doing a damn thing. Yeah, because in his mind, he's single at this point. Oh yeah. He's ready to mingle. Oh yes. He's been single for a while now. Yeah, Todd should be thriving in the I don't I would not be surprised if he's thriving in New York. I mean if you know what I mean. As as much as thriving it can get with a million dollars in debt, sure. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, that would put salt. Unless he's lying to somebody else like he lied to Tony. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely over he there lying be, to bitches. He could be lying to another girl. Oh, for sure. He's definitely He's like, I'm on there. TV. You don't know me from TV? I'm on TV. I'm a surgeon. You know, mm-hmm. he probably tricking heavy over there. And when he's supposed to be paying off his fucking debt and sending money for his damn child to be, he over there fucking bitches. <laughs> so another thing I want to point out in this scene is Tony, when she takes the phone and she puts her phone in a glass of whatever she's drinking. Mm. And they're like, Tony, what are you doing? She's like, oh, don't worry. I'm getting a new phone anyway. It's one that uh, where you could check your emails and play games on it. Oh, my God. I peeped that. I, I was like, like, oh, my God. Look at how quaint. Oh, that's so cute. Now I couldn't imagine not having that. I couldn't imagine not being able to check my email anytime, anywhere. I know. You just have to just wait till you got to a back home or go to a um, library mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. It was it was really. I don't even think at this point you could carry your laptop around and hook onto somebody's Wi-Fi at this point. I don't think they were doing that yet. Like at Starbucks. I think. Well, when did Legally Blonde come out? Because I remember she would walk around with her with her Macintosh, right? The pink one, or my bugging? No, wasn't that like two thousand and two? Y'all don't Give me fuck a with legally blonde. Oh one. Oh one. Don't say y'all. Um, I'm talking to you. It's it's me. <laughs> I don't. Maybe other people do, but Nettie does not. <laughs> anyway, continue. Anyway, so I think that they could do that at this point. Yeah. I think possibly if you carried one of those little um hotspot things around, you could. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I've seen people. I think I might have heard of teachers that I knew that had this or something. Mm. They'd carry that little box thing. The portable. Like Verizon or whatever. portable. Um, yeah. And then you would just get on. You can either plug that into your computer or you sit it nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could just get on like that. Mm. So, yeah, that was really a sign of the times. Mm. The evolution of how far we're getting into the series. So Maya wants to know from Lynn is like her... Her actual adopted dad, like parents, are they cool with this whole meeting her birth parents? And Lynn's like, yeah, I talked to my dad last night. He's totally fine with it. He's secure. And Maya's like, he's behind you. (laughs) No, she goes, he's behind you. And Lynn says, yeah, totally. And Maya says, nah, he's literally behind you. Mm -mm. And then Lynn turns around and her dad is in the window behind her waving. So Lynn's dad shows up. Because she told him that she'll be meeting her birth father. And he felt some type of way about that. 
And we never find out why the mom's not there. They just gloss over that. I guess they couldn't get her for another uh, date. But um, Maya's like, oh, it's cute that your, your dad's jealous of your birth father. What do you think of the jealousy? Do you think it's normal? Do you think he's overreacting? What do you think about this? I think it could be normal. Yes. Because it's like, okay, Lynn is like, what, 30, 32, 33, something like that at this point? Because they're all the same age. So it's like, at yeah. this age, why all of a sudden you want to meet your, your real daddy? Like, that nigga left you. Yeah, but you're always going to be curious. Like, what is he like? What does he look like? For Do sure. we share some of the same traits? Yeah, I'm agreeing with her wanting to meet him and, like, her curiosity, but what he's probably thinking is like, is he trying to like take my daughter away from me or something like that? But he has not one reason to be jealous. He raised Lynn. Mm -hmm. This new guy ain't done nothing for her. He missed out on those 30 years. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you put in way more time with her, way more stock in this relationship. There's no way that Lynn's just going to be like, sure. The, the dad that the biological dad that rather would have taken money then to be in my life i'm gonna just stop hanging out with with you dad and and call this new guy dad no he's he should be a hundred percent secure that lynn's not gonna replace him with this guy that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. so to me it just seemed like he wasn't thinking logically here Mm. that's how i feel yeah but this scene here is at Lynn's apartment. Her dad's name is Ed Searcy. And um, so we'll say Ed. And then her biological dad is Ken. But uh, Lynn kicks him out because Ken and his wife, Annette, are coming through. Which is like, you're not wondering where your dad's going to be staying? Or is he is he have accommodations or anything? You just kick your dad out? That's what I'll say. Okay, fine. So next, William and Joan are at Blue Bar. And... There, um, by the way, William looks horrid in this scene. Well, his clothes look terrible. I don't know what happened. His tie is askew. The shirt is too big. I mean, if you're going to be dating Joan, you really got to come with the heat because Joan's about to be stepping. Mm-hmm. She's always looking good. But they're having some issues getting a jump start on this whole relationship thing. And Joan is saying that they don't be going on real dates. And I'm like... Why the fuck I don't be going on real dates? She's pretty much wants to make the the relationship more romantic. She means like getting dressed up and going someplace and hanging out. And then Tony's like, you mean what y'all are doing now? And Jonah's like, <laughs> not the same. Yeah, they have a hard time discerning what's a date and what's just hanging out. Because they, for so long they've been friends. So they don't know what dating looks like. Mm-hmm. To them, it's what they've always done. So they're trying to distinguish what's now going to be a date in their relationship. So when Joan says we haven't been on an actual date, I like when William said, um, Just the other day, we were watching football at my house when he greased my scalp. <laughs> you don't think that's romantic? The only memories I have associated with greasing my scalp is me having to get my hair done with that hot comb every other damn weekend. And laying in between my mama's legs. And sometimes she would burn the back of my head and burn my mm-hmm. hair. So it's not romantic at all for me. It's like, oh, okay. You ever seen that Alicia Keys music video where she's doing that? She's greasing her man's scalp. A woman's worth. Yes. I always thought that was so romantic. It's so intimate. His, her fingers are in his hair. Or 
his fingers in her hair. Like, that's a very personal thing. Not everybody can go up in your hair like that. You know what I mean? For sure, it's personal. I don't know if it's romantic, <laughs> though. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe I have a different idea, but, you know, we want to have, like, hydrated scalps and such. You know, <laughs> he's looking out for her. Or she's looking out for him because she greased his scalp. But Tony hears them talking about their first date not having an official first date and she's like y'all ain't done the dirty yet william said the dirty we barely done the clean <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's hilarious and they admit they're taking it slow i don't know why though because it ain't like they met yesterday mm-hmm. so they start coming up with ideas for a first date but they're overthinking it they're on a date right now pretty much but they're also going to the movies later, but Joan doesn't consider it a date because um, they're not having dinner first and they're not taking the same car. Mm-hmm. But then William's like, hey, uh, you want to get a bite first? And she's like, yeah, let's ride together. So they're they're funny. They're trying to work it out. They're trying <laughs> to figure out what they're how they're going to do this. Uh, next, we see that Lynn's dad, Ed, is staying at Maya's apartment, which is kind of weird because he's staying in Jabari's room. Where's Jabari? I don't know. Well, probably with his daddy. But why he ain't staying at Lynn's? Why did why the biological dad and wife, dad and his wife, gotta be staying at Lynn's? When they don't even know her. They should have a hotel. They don't even know her like that. And we're going to get into some of that later, because that rubbed me the wrong way, the way they were acting. Mm-hmm. And so Ed wants to be close to Lynn, so he's staying next door at Maya's. And Maya commends his maturity about the whole situation because she said if it was her, she would have told those people, hey, I can't stop you from coming to L.A., but I can hide my daughter in an isolated storage facility. But he's like, nah, it's cool. But he still keeps looking out the window, even though he's trying to act unbothered. Mm. And um, you could tell he really feels threatened by this for no reason. And I love the scene where he sees the two uh, parents coming in and he goes, oh, my God, I'm losing my noodle. And Maya says, I heard that. Because he Mm. calls Lynn his noodle. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing about this whole Maya and Lynn's apartment thing is I I get really confused whose apartment is which when they show the scenes. The only way I can tell is by the walls. Lynn's apartment walls are purple. Well, lavender. Mm -hmm. But everything else looks exactly the same to me. And it gets really confusing what apartment they're in sometimes. Because it's the same fucking set. That's why. Mm. Well, yeah, but they really couldn't, like, even do a reverse shot or something. Like, I don't know. It's just, or find another, I guess you can't. They only have William's house, which is also the J spot. This apartment and Joan's house. They got to figure something else out because it's getting confusing. Anyway, (laughs) they need more money. Man, you know how they was doing UPN shows after a while. Yeah, but this is a this is a well, I wouldn't say award winning, but this has been on for a while. This is fifth season. Like they yeah. deserve the budget. Yeah, you some newbie. They ain't newbies. <laughs> Where's Tra- Tracy got nepo money? She could have thrown them like you know. She definitely got got that nepo money on lock. Mm. Yeah, she could have thrown some cash. <laughs> um. Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry Gordy. I know he got something going on. He he got money to spare. Period. 
So we head over to Lynn's from Maya's, which got confusing. And there's a knock at the door and we see it's the birth father and his wife. And it's awkward at first. They don't know if they should hug or what. But it's, it's the same wife as before, played by Joe Marie Payton from Family Matters. Then all of a sudden, I don't know why, but Ma- Maya barges her way into uh, the apartment with Ed behind her so she could be nosy. Maya does this a lot. She loves barging into Lynn's place and looking and trying to figure out who's doing what and what's going on. Lynn introduces the two parties. Ken tells Ed. You did a wonderful job in raising Lynn. Thank you. And you did a wonderful job of conceiving her. (laughs) Which is fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And then Lynn kicks Maya and Ed out so she can hang with the black parents. That's what I call them. Biological Mm -hmm. dad and wife is just too much. Mm -hmm. So Lynn has all these cool things planned out. But Annette, all Annette wants to do is see Hollywood celebrities. Because it's her birthday trip. And I feel that. Because, you know, when I have people that want to come to New York and visit, they think the celebrities are like walking around at the grocery store or something like that. Like we could just go to one area and we'll just see them hanging out near their apartments. It ain't Mm -hmm. like that. You just got to be there when it happens. I don't know. You can't predict it. Mm -hmm. So that's just how it works. Um, Also, they like to do stuff like hang out in Times Square, too. Times Square is not fun, guys. It's just a lot of it's a lot of lights. That's it. It's just over sensory overload. It's just too many ads. That's not the real New York. Yeah. And there's too many people just walking slow. That's the one thing I really hate. They just walk slow. When you got to oh, get to dear. work or something. Mm-hmm. And Yo, you can do Times Square well. in like 10 minutes. Take a few pictures and leave. No um, cat. Anyway. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to our TED Talk about New York. Anyway, Annette wants to kind of do her own thing. She doesn't want to do anything Lynn wants to do because it's her birthday trip. And she wants to see Hollywood celebrities. I think Ken is the one that wanted this trip to see Lynn. But Annette's being annoying. So, so mm-hmm. next they're off seeing Hollywood celebrities at the Paramount lawn. And they're acting very starstruck and, like, very groupie-ish. Well, Annette is. Ask that girl if we're going to see some Hollywood celebrities. Excuse me. Are we going to see any celebrities on this tour? Well, you have to keep your eyes open. Yesterday, I saw Benjamin Bratt and Tom Cruise has an office on the lot. They're always shooting some big movie here, so you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annette is. She wants to take pictures talking about life is like a box of chocolates or whatever the fuck she said. Um, yeah, referencing the, um, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump bench, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know. And what I did like about this scene was they had the old school camera. They ain't gonna see them pictures for, like, oh, weeks. like Oh, the um, disposable ones or they, um, the digital? It looked like a disposable, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I that's that's it's so crazy to think back that you would take pictures and not be able to see if you actually took it right you just had to wait until you you had to wait until like you got them developed and you could get a picture and it just looks whack and you just are like oh well you can't go back can't do it over well the digital camera really changed the game they said right before the digital camera though you had to keep you know you had to just wish and hope but once the digital camera came out, well, this mm-hmm. wasn't even before. This wasn't before digital cameras. Digital cameras existed at this time. But how expensive were they? How luxurious were they? Yeah, right? true. They were That's probably the expensive. So while they're in that little cart thing that they're driving around in, 
Lynn is trying to tell Ken about her life. She's trying to explain to her about all her degrees that she has and the documentary she did on on AIDS. And Annette hears her. Well, Annette is interrupting everything, but Annette hears her talk about the AIDS documentary. And she's like, no offense, but it's going to be kind of hard to concentrate on seeing Hollywood celebrities with you bringing everybody down talking about the AIDS and whatnot. So it seems like Annette might be jealous of Ken trying to get close to Lynn. Mm-hmm. I just think she's not here for it. It's like, why? Then, then why? <laughs> then why did they put these trips together? Why, if she had a birthday trip planned, why be like, well, you know, we'll just stay at Lynn's and try to get to know her. Why do this all at the same time? Like, I, I didn't like that. The Vanessa in me thinks that she just wants to stay at Lynn's to save money on a hotel. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And that's what I have in my notes later. They just use this girl for her for her apartment. They did not care to get to know her, to hang out with her. It was all a scam. And they finessed her at the end, too. I don't care. That was a finesse. The end. We'll get there. Don't don't yeah. don't drop the load yet. Um, but the fact that her dad's a scammer like that, you could tell that's that's Lynn's dad right there. Oh that's yeah. Lynn's biological he definitely dad. took that money and ran. For sure. Oh yeah, but Lynn has those traits too, those scammer traits. Mm-hmm. Finding somewhere to stay, just using someone's house like that. For free. Oh yeah. Yep. For real. And so back at Maya's apartment, Ed Searcy um is waiting by the window for them to get back. It's kind of sad. Maya says mm-hmm. she knows how he feels though. She said they uh, she sat by the window for two hours when Darnell and Lena took Jabari to a movie. And then she realized, hey, I could just go over to Lena's house and key her car. But Ed don't want to do that. So to get Ed away from the window, Maya puts him to work. She has him do all types of fixer-uppers around the house. He paints Jabari's room. Real quick. Where he installed the cable <laughs> wires to somewhere or something. And Surround sound. Surround sound. Yes, that's what and it was. he fixed was. the wiring in the kitchen. Yes, and he fixed the wiring in the kitchen. He was just Mr. Handy, nigga. <laughs> Mr. Handy Brad? Mr. Handy Brad. Yes, that was him. He was just Mr. Handy Brad. So I was like, I know that's right. I actually thought when they did the flip, because it's been years since I've watched this, I actually thought it was Bunsley like, yeah, and I slept with him. I thought that's what she was going to say. Wait, wait. You thought Maya was going to sleep with Ed? Yes. When they did that For what reason? Why would she do that? I don't know. I don't know. But like, for some reason, when they did that flip, and it was like, wait, hold on. What the fuck? Oh, because I think she's... Because she started before the flip, she says... You know, Ed, you need something to take your mind off of all of this. And I have just the right thing. Oh, my God. You finally got someone to paint Jabari's room real quick. I was like, bitch, what is you about to do, huh? That would have been... Oh, God. That just would have not made sense at all. I don't know. And he has a wife. And it's Lynn's dad. I don't know. That's creepy. Like, yikes. Um, Yeah, he did all those things. And that's when Lynn comes into Joan's uh, apartment, Joan's house, excuse me, and complains that she thinks that Annette is trying to sabotage things between her and her birth dad. She is. Lynn just wants to get to know him 
Of course, I think everybody in the situation is mad jealous. Annette is really, even the way she talks, she's definitely trying to get in the middle of everything. Because whenever she plans something or says, let's do something, she has this look on her face like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to go see Hollywood celebrities. It's not even like that she doesn't want to do it. It doesn't, it's like she doesn't want to do it with Lynn. That's like always opposing. Yeah. Yeah. So Jones says that um, Lynn should compromise and do some stuff that they want to do. Um, and then they'll be able to, pretty soon, they'll want to do the stuff that she wants to do. And Lynn says, nah, the schedule's tight. She has everything planned out. And she is ready to kick them both out. She should have did it that day. Mm-hmm. But so they whatever. Could find somewhere else to go. The fuck? Yeah, if you're not going to hang out with me, then that's the point of you being here. Then you're not staying in my apartment. Plus, there's not enough room for, like, three people. Is there? Well, I guess two on the couch, one in the room. I guess so. But uh, Lynn heads out. She leaves. Uh, she storms out of Joan's house. Why did she even come in there? She hmm. was in the cabinets and stuff. I forgot. I mean, maybe doing her weekly grocery shopping. I don't know. Probably so. But Lynn storms out. And on the way out, she says uh, she makes fun of touristy things like getting keychains and stuff like that. And Maya says, I like keychains. Why kitchen's gotta be stupid? I like the way she said that. Um, so that's when Joan goes after Lynn and gives her a little advice. She says, kicking them out is, is not going to get you what you want. You need to give them another chance. Why, Joan? Why? And Lynn says, I can't be the only one making all the effort. So Joan offers her house. She says, let's throw a get together tomorrow night. Let's invite your black parents. And, you know, nothing formal. They can meet your friends. She's like, yeah, that could be good. I'm thinking the friends can distract the wife while Lynn goes and talks to the birth dad. This is a great idea. And Joan is a great friend for this. Mm -hmm. This is all the haters that hate Joan and think she's a bad friend. Citing this thing, her having this party for Lynn at her house. Mm -hmm. I don't see Tony at her offering her house. I was just about to say, like, you don't see Tony's doing that or William. And is this just me or was Tony missing in this episode? Yo, something's going on. I know she's not really pregnant. There's something going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Because she's barely, there's barely any lines. She's just kind of hanging out. They're dragging out this whole divorce thing. It's like. Yeah, all she's doing is kind of running from the divorce lawyer or hanging up on the divorce lawyer. Listeners, uh, if you guys know what was going on around this time, what is this, 2006? Or excuse me, 2004-ish? Maybe we can look it up. Movies, I don't know. But something's going on with Jill. And she's not doing very much in these episodes. Mm-hmm. So the next day at Joan's house for the party, everyone's there. Except for the black parents. Ed is there. And Lynn's nervous that they're not going to show up. Because they're not there yet. And then the doorbell rings. But who is it? It's William with flowers. He's being a good boyfriend. Let's see. He's got big bouquet of flowers for Joan. He wants to step up his romantic game. Okay, so big wilt. But they can't do a date because uh, Joan is hosting this party for Lynn, so she can't leave right now. Mm-hmm. And he gives her all the stuff that um, he came with, and they walk arm in arm into the house, like into the living room, kind of. And so Joan says to, to the rest of the girls, I hope you don't mind, but I decided to bring my new beau. Hi, I'm William. <laughs> <laughs> so... What do you think? I think y'all are crazier than a bag of chicken lips. Chickens don't have lips. And y'all don't make no kind of sense either. 
See, these are great lines. <laughs> these are these are really good lines. Maybe I'm sensitive to this shit, but these are great. So we see Ed and Lynn. They're on the patio talking. Lynn's like, I hope they show up tonight because me and him are not connecting. And Ed says, you know what? You're testing him. You're setting up little tests to see if he'll pass them, except he doesn't know their tests. But to me, that's not true. I don't think he needs to know their tests. If you genuinely want to talk to this girl, if you want to get to know her, you should just be there anyway. We shouldn't have to tell you what this is. Yeah, I was like, um, no, Ed. Because if you really knew what it was, then you would be able to pass it. Like what Lynn said, a pop quiz, my nigga. Yeah, I should be like, there's a party tonight. And you should be like, okay, I'm going to go. It shouldn't be like, hey, it's a party. I'm trying to get to know you and blah, blah, blah. I think what he's implying is that you're giving him a test, but he doesn't know it's a test. He doesn't need to know it's a test. Just know you need to show up at this time. That's all you need Mm -hmm. to know. I'm going to be there and you're in LA to see me. That's all you need to know. And that's a big clue that he really, they don't want to get to know you, Len. They're just using your place. Mm -hmm. Sorry, girl. They never show up. They Mm -hmm. never show up. Oh, I love the line when Ed says, um, oh no, Lynn says she's trying to make right what Ken did wrong. And Ed says, usually things have a way of working out. If it wasn't for his wrong, as you call it, you and I wouldn't be here together right now. That's sweet. Hmm. So he's like, if you think of it like that, maybe it's easier to give the guy a break. Hmm. I don't know about all that. Um, so they never show up and William and Joan are left there. They never get their first date. Well, I like when Maya says some shit like, okay, child, can I eat these damn pigs in a blanket? (laughs) Because are we still pretending that they're going to come or can I eat this food before it get cold? Like, what's up? You really thought that was funny? Yes, I did. Because I felt like that was some real life shit. Like some shit that I would hear someone say. (laughs) Like, all right, girl, can we... I know it's a, it's a pity party or whatever, but a bitch is hungry. Like, what's up? Okay, sure. <laughs> See, all those other lines made me chuckle, but that didn't ring a bell for some <laughs> reason. I'm sorry, but that's cool. William and Joan are on the in the kitchen. Um, Joan wants to just move on to the second date. And he's like, okay, we can move on to the couch while you're planning it. <laughs> while I'm doing ya. Mm-hmm. I'll do oh, ya. God. And it's the cutest scene. Like, did you not get anything out of this? Did your heart not skip a beat? It was cute when he said some shit like... Remember how you wanted our first date to be perfect? Yeah. Well, I want our first time to be perfect. And let's face it, you never waited three months, and look at how those relationships turned out. (laughs) I want to be the guy that waits for you. William, that is so romantic. Now you got me all hot. Well, you gotta wait. It was. We're not even there yet, but I'm just... You don't even think it's cute. Anyway. (laughs) Except for that one line. Anyway. (laughs) So, he picks her up, puts her on the counter, and they make out, and he tries to lift her shirt many, many times. I forgot this scene was this early. I thought that was in, like, a couple scenes from now. But he wants to fuck. She's like, hey, William, you're kind of moving too fast. He says, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted this. Am I here? Am I alone here? She's like, I do. And, and she says, I just feel like I'm 16 right now. He's like, oh, well, then we should be a lot further along. Because, <laughs> you know, 16 year olds, they be, they be, they be out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't need no, no rules, no nothing. 
<laughs> and so she's like, nah, don't get it twisted. I do want it. But there's a problem. So the problem is that Joan is still in her friend, friend, friend bag and not in her romantic, romantic bag <laughs> as it pertains to William. Yeah. How do you how do you get over that? Like what? What? Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't know because you don't even think that you should be dating your your buddies. So I guess you wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, but that's I'm how you not... start out. You start out as friends and then you become lovers. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that not a thing? Then you turn into lovers and friends, I guess. I mean, it's not a not necessarily a super hard rule, but it's like I don't have any guy colleagues that I would date. Like, that's why I'm looking at this like, shut I guess. Like, I'm like, ooh, huh. yuck. Okay, well, you know, to each his own. To each their own. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she doesn't know how to, like, transition from, you know, buddies to buddies in love. And and it goes back to what I was saying before, where William know too much of like, you know, the inner workings of the girlhoods and shit. So how how is that a detriment? I feel like sometimes there are some things that you can only really feel comfortable with, like talking to your homegirls about, but it's with your nigga. It's like, it's kind of awkward. But she ain't doing that here, though. We we don't see that here. No, I think that that could be a reason why it's hard for her to get him out of this friend friend. Oh, to see him as a boyfriend. Yes. Instead of a girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she still sees him as a fifth girlfriend and, sh- and she can't transfer those feelings to boyfriend level. Mm-hmm. But he goes, okay. You know we don't have to do this. I want to do this. Well, of course you do. I'm Big Willie. <laughs> but I think we should implement... <laughs> Why'd you make that face? <laughs> well, of course. I'm Big Willie. Why wouldn't you want to do me? I'm you like, hey, okay, William. You got it like that. William, William said, I'm packing. Of course you want me. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. He decides to implement her three-month rule. Okay. He tells her. She doesn't say, hey, William, I think we should do the three-month rule thing. Mm-hmm. He's the one that says you should do it. Okay. Keep that in mind for a few episodes from now. All right. Um, Don't tell me what I'm going to be out here being a hypocrite and begging for the pussy after, like, three days. <laughs> Anywho. Um. Oh. He wants everything to be perfect for their first time. And if you know this show, you know, Joan has never gotten to the third, the third month with any guy that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Either she breaks up with the guy before that, or she waves the three-month rule. Mm-hmm. And the three-month rule is just pretty dumb. Um, I mean, <laughs> not because it's dumb for Joan, not for anybody that implements that. Listeners, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Joan because she can't follow through with it. Right. Yeah, so William wants to be the guy who waits for her. That's really cute. Back at Lynn's apartment, it's dark in there. And she's waiting up for the black parents. And they come in late. (laughs) After a night of hanging out, seeing Hollywood celebrities. They come in the door mad loud. Like, they barge in. Like, what if she was sleeping? Like, y'all mad rude. The fuck? Y'all are guests, and y'all too old to be acting like that. And Lynn's in the living room. She turns the light on. She's like, where were y'all? Why weren't you at the party? 
And they're like, what, 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 what? What party? She's like, it was for you to meet my friends. They're like, well, we didn't know. Did you have to know? Hmm. Did you really have to know the details of the party? Nope. Just show up. Nope. You're here to see me. It's dumb. They're like, oh, we went to a free TV show taping. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Y'all are only here for a limited amount of days. So why y'all acting like y'all can't just come through to this party? That's at night. It's not even taking up your daytime activities. Like, probably would have been like nine o'clock or something. Like, I'm confused why y'all thought y'all was so busy that you can't come to the party. We 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 got uh, tickets to a free TV show taping. Those are never fun. Okay. Ever. Well, if you're a tourist and you ain't never been nowhere, maybe it's fun. Maybe. But <laughs> oh, right. when I first moved to New York. Girl, they be forcing you to clap. It feel like a job. Yes. Yeah. They like, do. You gotta clap they every do. two seconds. They be like, hey, get pumped, guys. Get pumped. And then if you don't, they'll be like, cut. All right, guys, that was good, but we needed a little more. We needed a little okay? bit more, guys. So on this take, we needed you to go extra, like, Twice as loud as you were last time. Like, mad annoying. I don't even. Yeah. And so they're talking about they saw Tom Arnold. And that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I guess it is. Because he ain't nowhere. He don't be doing nothing. (laughs) So I guess it was. So Lynn says, you know how hard I work to plan your visit? And and Annette's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've been had this trip booked. For my birthday. Uh Then don't stay with me. True. Because it's sketchy. Because you had had this trip planned before you found out about Lynn. They're like, well, since we found out about you, we decided to, to stay here. But you're not going to involve her in your trip. You're not going to do anything she wants. You're not even going to invite her to stuff you're doing. Also, you had this trip planned before you found out about Lynn. Yeah. I'm assuming you bought your plane tickets. You didn't have the hotel paid for back mm. in 2004 when you couldn't just like... It wasn't as easy as one, two, three. On your phone? Yeah. That's a good point. Y'all had no lodging. That's how they knew. They were like, dang, we booked this trip and we don't got nowhere to stay. Oh, wait, don't you got that one, that daughter? Remember that daughter, daughter that you just found out about? in LA, yeah. You think she'll let, she'll let us stay with her? You know, she's Give young. She probably, she probably live around the, um, the, the lively parts. Give her a call. Yeah. Tell her that you want to get to know her. Yeah, that'll work. Because any bitch who wants to fly halfway uh, halfway across the country, let me tell you, she desperate. She's going to fall for that one. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call her right now. Call, put her on speaker. Anyway. Um. I'm t- <sighs> finessed her. And then talking about, oh, we still have the night to get to know each other. Nigga. I was like, y'all got to get up, get up for a flight tomorrow. Matter y'all don't have all, you don't have all night. And if mm. you did have all night, you could have done this on the phone. Mm-hmm. You ain't have to fly out here. We could have talked on the phone for hours mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of me housing you and you, I guess, gaslighting me into thinking that you were going to try to get to know me and do stuff with me when you just want to use my apartment. Yeah, if we're going to talk through the night, we could have done this on the phone. All that bread they saved on lodging. That's why they can do those um, parking lot tours and oh, shit. shit. <laughs> Good call. And do all that motherfucking activities and go to them all them restaurants. All that money that them saves. On hotels, I peep game a finesse. Yo, Etsy said she did this before. Because, <laughs> you know, L.A. is expensive. OD. Like, you get free lodging. You you figure out a way. If you got to lie to your birth child that you Period. denied for 30 years, then let's do it. 
Let's and do I, it. I don't know how long they were there, but if it was more than a few days, which it seems like it, baby, that shit gonna be pricey. Mind you, there was no Ooh. Airbnbs. You couldn't really finesse anything that was like cheaper or more affordable. You either gonna get a hotel or you not. <laughs> you not. That's it. Those are your two options. You the hotel, you not, or you in the car? What you mm-hmm. doing? You park it. <laughs> that is so messed up. Mm. And then they had to make it sound all like after school special. Well, we got the night. And then the wife was like, no, we don't. Yeah, bitch, we got to go sleep. Well, not all night. <laughs> all I'm saying is that we have to get up early because we're supposed to swing by Beverly Hills before we go to the airport so we can see some Hollywood celebrities. <laughs> oh, Lord, she want to fit that in in the morning? That's all she said before we go to the airport. Mm. There you go. So, I don't like these people. I don't like Ken and Annette. I don't care if he tried to redeem himself at the end. They're trash. Mm-hmm. They're trash. It's enough And for one me. could say, like, Lynn is a scammer, too, and she got scammed. And it was payback for all the time she scammed people. I but feel nah. like Lynn is a finesser. There's a difference between a scammer not finesse her out of her apartment? and a finesser. Lynn is a finesse. These niggas are scammers. So Lynn will finesse the system. You know, here and there she'll finesse her friends, but nothing too crazy, right? As far as we've seen. Mm-hmm. This is some scamming ass shit where you are pretending to want to get to know your biological daughter, right? You're exploiting her emotions for a free trip, essentially, because all you have to do is pay for the motherfucking, um, for the flight. Flight food and food and that shit you were you was gonna pay for anyway but the hotel which is the biggest expense has been covered you done finessed her you you a scammer scammers because yeah, there's money involved pretty much you're yes. saving so much money that's why yes. it's a scam. yeah so poor lynn see that's why you should just stick with your birth father like i mean your your adoptive father ed He's mm-hmm. he's the only one you need to care about. Don't worry about this Ken dude. <laughs> anyway, so the final scene is just Tony running away from a divorce attorney representative. I don't know if that's the actual attorney or somebody from the office, but that's it. So was Tony only in like two scenes, the beginning and the end? She's in the scenes of everything that's been going on. Like at the party, she was there. She's just not saying nothing. Mm. She got like two lines and then she's on the phone with the attorney saying something and that's it there's no storyline it's just little sprinkles i'm wondering and this is just me speculating you don't gotta whisper oh okay (laughs) you know i was just trying to set the mood for you guys but anyway i'm wondering some music on (laughs) right i'm wondering if behind the scenes jill marie or whoever was kind of trying to negotiate a higher pay so by them giving her less lines you know they do this a lot in tv shows they want to make us get used to us not seeing her as often so it goes from her being throughout the episode to her being in half of the episode to her being in one or two scenes and the next thing you know bitch they don't got a new dark skin bitch and they calling her tony (laughs) (laughs) a new dark skin Wait, so you're saying that they were trying to see if they can still have the show be as popular, giving her less lines. And if so, they were good without her. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. They were testing her. 
Yes, and testing her star power. Because as I'm watching this, this is a good episode, but there's something missing, and it's Tony. And I think that, you know, they peeped that. What what, what season is that? Season five? Yeah. When Tony left? Season eight? Season six is her last season. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, okay? But they did, they did kind of replace her, though. Yeah, kind of sort of with Monica, but Monica don't got that same, that same je ne sais quoi. You know what I'm saying? It's like nasty, but she don't got the funny to go with the nasty. So then it's just, uh, it's a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. She yep. don't got the same, the same oomph. Yeah. You got to have the comedy. Yeah. Have the comedy. So, I mean, I, all I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if those talks were happening during season five. And that's why we see her with less lines and trying to make her character just like dumbfounded on some stupid shit and making her seem stupid intentionally by not signing the divorce papers, like dragging that out, trying to make yeah. us annoyed by her character. Stay woke out here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's the end of our episode. Um, next is the oh hell yes moment. So Etsy Rowe, what was your oh hell yes moment for this episode? I think my I know. oh hell yes moment. It may be a surprise to y'all, and maybe not. But it's to William when he goes, "Oh well, I want to wait for you," or some type of cute shit like that. He says something of that sort, and I thought it was so cute. So yeah, that's my oh hell yes moment. That's mine really too. And you know what? It's two weeks in a row you picked, a, or two episodes in a row that you picked a William and Joan moment. Mm, I, I see I you're on like the train. I have convinced you they're cute, right? Um, you know, I'm waiting on the platform. I'm contemplating whether I'm gonna take. You're not this getting train on the train yet. Not. You're just you're we're waiting. Not, not yet. Not you're yet. Checking I'm on the times. Google Maps. Yeah. You're trying to see if it gets you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You're being cautious. Okay. Because <laughs> that's my oh hell yes, because I didn't expect that. I forgot that he said this in this mm-hmm. episode. It sounds like the sweetest thing ever. It does, for sure. So, yeah. Okay. Go to our social media, at hell yes girl on Twitter, and at hell yes girl on TikTok. You can also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a rating and a review. Five stars, please. And mm-hmm. next episode is called Porn to Write. We'll have a special guest. It's a surprise, guys. So tune in mm-hmm. for that. Until then, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye.